Hello, and welcome to Catholic Link, the Catholic podcast for busy Catholics. Sorry, I'm still working on that intro. My name is Father Rob Adams. I'm a new host and uh, director of this show. And today I wanted to do something a little bit different. I don't have a guest on, so it's just me. So you have to put up with just my voice, I guess. But today I wanted to talk about a question that a lot of people have been asking, and that's about holy days of obligation, right? Holy days of obligation, we usually mean that to mean like you have to go to mass on certain days of the year apart from Sunday. But I want to go into a little bit about why we have holy days, a little bit of how they work, and then at the end, get into what the specific holy days are, the ones that we have left for 2022 and the ones that are coming up in 2023. So without really further ado, let's get into this and try to see a little bit about why the church has holy days of obligation and what she really expects from us when we celebrate them, right? So before we get into anything else, we have to go back to something really basic, and that's the Ten Commandments, right? We all know the Ten Commandments for the most part. Now, I live in a non-Catholic area, so whenever I list the number of a commandment, everybody gets it wrong because the Protestant Ten Commandments are different from the Catholic ones. So I'm going to talk about the Third Commandment today. And by the Third Commandment, I'm referring to God's command to keep holy the Sabbath day. Now, I have a distinct memory from when I was a little kid. Um, I remember I was in religion class, it was a Catholic school, and they asked me if we had an obligation to keep holy the Sabbath. And I said, well, yeah, it's one of the Ten Commandments. And the priest said, no, you're wrong. As Christians, we don't celebrate the Sabbath. We celebrate the Lord's Day. Okay, fine. Right? Fair. He's right. We do celebrate the Lord's Day instead of the Sabbath. But the idea is that we keep some part of this Old Testament observation of a holy day of rest. But why do we do that? You ever wondered that? Like, why a day like that? Well, first and foremost, it's rooted in the idea that time itself is kind of holy, that time itself is connected with our relationship with God. So in some senses, there's these little times during the year and during our lives when we're closer to God. And so we have to stop and celebrate those times. Now, this is really, really weird in our secular culture, right? This doesn't make a lot of sense because the secular culture would say something like, well, I mean, God is equally close or far away any day of the year. I can pray to God today. I can pray to God tomorrow, or I can ignore God today and I can ignore him tomorrow. And it doesn't really matter one way or another. But the Christian worldview looks at this a little bit different. We celebrate the events that God has done in history, and we try to connect those as best we can to the real world that we live in. So first and foremost, we celebrate every Sunday as a day when we need to dedicate our day to the Lord. But why Sunday? Sunday isn't in the scripture, but the church has always celebrated Sunday as the day when the Lord Jesus rose from the dead. And so every single Sunday, we're somehow close to this thing that God did 2,000 years ago. And that's why the church asks us to go to Mass, to sanctify and make this day holy. It's also why the church asks us to refrain from work that would inhibit rest. I want to be very clear about that. There are sometimes people get a little bit scrupulous about work around Sundays and, and holy days and stuff. 
the important thing is the work should not interfere with our ability to worship God, and it shouldn't interfere with our ability to rest. So there are some kinds of work you can do that aren't so bad, and there are other kinds of work that are a little bit too much. And that's something that you got to judge yourself. But anyway, moving on. So we have Sunday as kind of this kernel of the year, and then specifically Easter Sunday. Now, Easter Sunday is calculated in a very, very arcane, complicated, confusing way. But essentially, it's the first Sunday after the first full moon after the spring equinox. So it's a lot of things, but the real reason it's it's calculated that way is so that Easter Sunday never falls on Passover. Mm, a little bit interesting. But we celebrate that day because that is the ancient tradition that's been handed on to us as trying to connect Jesus's resurrection with that Passover feast as we read in the scripture. And then after that, we have Christmas Day. Christmas Day is being calculated way, 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 way back uh, back in the 300s. And no, it is not connected to the winter solstice because everyone knew the winter solstice was on December 21st. So the fact that it's on December 25th either means somebody's really sloppy with their dates or it's celebrating something different. In fact, Christmas is actually connected with the Feast of the Annunciation, which happens on March 25th. And nine months back from March 25th gives you, wait for it, December 25th, which is Christmas Day. So interesting, fun facts. But with that thing, right, where we're celebrating Jesus's resurrection, we're trying to connect our lives with the dates that important salvation events occurred in history. There are also other feast days that the church can establish that also celebrate God's other works, either the other mysteries of Jesus's life or of Mary's life, but also sometimes even the lives of the saints. And the reason is that all of these actions are ultimately actions of God, right? We know that actions of Jesus are actions of God, but also when Mary receive some special grace, when the saints live out their Christian life to the fullest, that is ultimately a work of God's grace. It is not always just a work of that individual, but it is also and fundamentally a work of God. And so the church says we have to celebrate all of these works of God. All right. Now, with that in mind, what are we supposed to do? On these holy days of obligation, Sundays and other important feast days throughout the year, the church asks us to go to Mass in a Catholic rite. Now, when I say that, that's a little bit of a loaded term. You have to attend the Eucharist, right? A celebration of the, the liturgical Eucharist. So not just going to communion, not just going to adoration, but actually the celebration of the liturgy itself. And it needs to be in a Catholic rite. So it needs to, most of the time, that means it needs to be in a Roman Catholic church, or it can also be in an Eastern Catholic church. Now, here's a word of warning, though. Be careful sometimes of maybe schismatic groups, right? So things that might be a Catholic rite, but are not in communion with the Catholic church. So I'm, I'm talking about the Society of St. Pius X. I'm talking about the Polish National Church. I'm talking about all these little breakaway groups that are not really in communion with Rome. While it might look like a Catholic rite, it is not a Catholic rite in the sense of being in communion. But on the flip side of that, if you go to an Eastern Catholic rite on that day, 
you are celebrating a Catholic rite in communion with Rome, even though it doesn't look like the feast day, right? It doesn't look like what a Roman Catholic rite or a Catholic rite would look like. So that's, and the reason for that is because communion is more important than even looking right. Communion and unity is more important than the externals of the whole thing. So, okay, sorry, long tie right there. You're supposed to go to Mass, um, but you're also supposed to avoid any work that would keep you from going to Mass and from resting. So those are the two things you really, really need to do on a holy day. Now, if you can't get to Mass, if you can't go, there's a couple things to think about here, right? First is really to reevaluate your priorities. So can you really not take off from work? You might be able to, and it just might be annoying right? Can you really not go because you have family obligations? Maybe you can and you have to juggle things a little bit. So first off, maybe reevaluate what you think is impossible when you say, I can't go to mass. There's no way it can work. Mm, maybe try again, right? Because this really is important. God commands that we give him the first place in our life, not the third or fourth. However, there can certainly be situations where a person is unable to attend mass or a person has to work or something like that. So what can you do? Well, what I would recommend that you do is get in touch with your priest ahead of time. Get in touch with your pastor. A lot of times a pastor has the authority either to dispense you from that obligation or to commute that obligation. Now, commute means to, to transfer it to something else. So your pastor could say that you need to say the rosary or that you need to do some other work of charity or prayer. Now, the important thing though is you do have to speak with him and he can say no, but I think it's important that if you really, really have a good reason and you can't go, rather than sinning by not going, go and talk to your priest. Because remember, the church is here to, to be a merciful mother, to be a, a merciful guide and to help us on the way to salvation, not to trip us up and to punish us. So make sure you talk to your pastor if you need to. Now, finally, I want to go over what the remaining holy days of obligation are in the United States of America. So big asterisks there. If you live in Europe, if you live in the United Kingdom, or you live in Canada, or even in Mexico, these days are going to be different. They differ from country to country. So let's go over what we have in the United States. So we have November 1st is All Saints Day. December 8th is the Immaculate Conception of the Virgin Mary. December 25th, which this year is a Sunday, which is Christmas Day. Sunday, January 1st, which is the Solemnity of Mary, the Mother of God. Once again, it's on a Sunday, but it is normally a holy day. Um, the Ascension of Jesus is celebrated on May 18th. Now, there's a big asterisk here, and that only in a few dioceses in the United States do you have to do this. In most dioceses, including in my diocese, uh, this feast is transferred to a Sunday. But check with your local calendar and figure that out. Moving on, we've got Tuesday, August the 15th, which is the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And that's basically it. There is the Feast of Corpus Christi, but that's always transferred to a Sunday in the United States. So we don't have that many holy days. There's not that many days where you have to make this work. And so I would really encourage you to try to find a way to do your best, to get to Mass, to keep holy the Sabbath, and to celebrate the works of God in His saints. This has been the Catholic Link Podcast a podcast for busy Catholics. 
Thanks for listening, and I hope to see you soon.